0: Welcome to Technovation. I'm your host, Peter High. My guest today is Puneet Bazin. Puneet is the Executive Vice President and Global Chief Information Officer and Chief Digital Officer at Unum Group. Unum is a global Fortune 250 company and a market leader in disability insurance, life insurance, voluntary benefits, and employee financial protection solutions. He's been in that role for the past four years. As such, he helps drive digital innovation at the company through the development of platforms. Puneet's also on the board of American Tire Distributors. I look forward to speaking him about all of the above and more. Prior to his current role, Puneet spent eight years at Waste Management as the Chief Information Officer, but also at various times the head of logistics, of customer service, of operations, and of recycling. Puneet, welcome to Technovation. It's great to speak with you today.
1: Thank you very much, Peter, for having me. It's a pleasure.
0: Well, I, uh, Puneet, I, I mentioned in brief at least an overview of Unum. I wonder if you could take a moment and add a little more color for those maybe less familiar with the company.
1: Yeah, so uh, Unum Group, uh, we are a 170 year old company. We have multiple brands. Uh, like you said, we we offer insurance that we call worksite insurance. So it's insurance that you buy through your employer, typically. And it includes short-term disability, long-term disability, life, critical illness, hospital indemnity, and several other products. Um, uh, Like you said, uh, we are a Fortune 250 company, 13 or 14 billion in revenue. Uh, We serve two thirds of the Fortune 500 uh, and we insure about 45 million Americans
0: quite quite a, a bit of reach and and, uh, and and scale to the the organization. Well, Punita, talk about uh, your role. I mentioned you are both the chief information officer and the chief digital officer of the organization. Um t- tell us a bit about the the two sides of your title and how they apply to the work that you and your team are doing.
1: Yeah, you know, it's really interesting. You know, different companies use different titles and you have chief technology officers, chief information officers, chief digital officers and sometimes folks combine uh, those. And and I don't give a lot of importance to titles necessarily, Uh, but in my role, I I have two sort of distinct responsibilities. One is technology, and that's your typical technology responsibility in terms of um, infrastructure, software development, networks, et cetera. And then I have a second part of my responsibility which is interchangeably uh, called either change, or transformation, or product, or uh, as you said, digital. That part of my responsibility is more around uh, working with our customers, working with different parts of our business, uh, understanding customer needs, understanding market demands, coming up with new products new features, new capabilities, whatever the case may be, uh, building them, deploying them to the market, deploying them within the business. Um, and once they are successful, scaling them and then ensuring that we are getting the value out of those investments. Now, the value could be great you know, customer experience. It could be an efficiency or productivity improvement. Or most importantly, it could be you know a good revenue generating uh, idea or capability.
0: Certainly, very expansive uh, as you describe that. And and I, I remember from a past conversation, Puneet, you and I have had that on the digital side of the house, you've been hiring a lot of non technical talent. Uh, Talk a little bit about, the first of all, the kinds of of skills you are looking for as you add to that team and and the rationale in uh, seeking them in some unusual places.
1: Yeah, so so Peter, uh, there are roughly 2,000 people uh, in my group and about 10% of them are what what I would call non-traditional, non-typical technologists. So these couple hundred people come from different parts of the business. They could be in sales or marketing or underwriting or claims management or the call center, whatever the situation may be. They come from those parts of the business. Typically, they don't have a computer science background. Typically, prior to this role, they have never worked in a technology-centric organization, but they are some of our best and brightest. They have been charged with, quote, unquote, transforming the company. They have been charged with moving Unum to be a much more and a bigger digital business than perhaps it has been previously. As I said, they're not technologists, but they are technologically very savvy, and that's the skill set I'm looking for. And perhaps more importantly, they know how to leverage technology to meet whatever the objectives uh, maybe that we are trying to trying to get to.
0: Yeah, very interesting. And so, so that means. And, and you mentioned there's some of the best and brightest. They come from the various parts of the business. You mentioned underwriting, claims management, call centers, etc. How are they? How are they identified? Is it something that they self like they nominate themselves for these opportunities? Are they plucked from from roles that they have uh, due to some sort of acumen or or accomplishment of their own?
1: Uh, a little bit of both. Uh, You know, when we have an opening, we post a job, people apply. So we go through that typical process. Uh, But we also uh, are always on the lookout for individuals who have done great in their current jobs. We know that these individuals, they have, you know, some fire in their belly, so (laughs) to speak. We know that they think out of the box. We know that they question the status quo. We know that they are technologically savvy, as I mentioned before. And, and if we see any or many of these attributes, we go and tap them on the shoulder and gauge their interest to come join my, my organization.
0: Yeah, fascinating, and especially at a time where it can be difficult to find great resources outside of the organization, building that inside seems like a powerful recipe uh, for overcoming the war for talents. Um, we, we do,
1: and, and, and we also have a really good, very comprehensive, multi-week, multi-phased training program for these individuals. So uh, as, as you know, you know, in the technology world, in the software development world, there are processes and agile methodologies and you know, whatever else. Um, and, uh, and, and so while they may have all of these skill sets, they may not necessarily know how to be most effective. In 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 my organization, so we make sure that we put them through the appropriate training, pair them with people with more experience in the organization, and do everything we can to ensure that they are successful.
0: Good. I mentioned at the outset also that you're you're a big believer in building platforms. Uh, first of all, I'll talk a bit about the rationale behind that, and describe what qualifies as a platform in your setting.
1: Yeah, you, you know. Platform again is like I think a really loosely used term. And I'm, I'm not even sure whether you know platform is the right terminology for what we do. But 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 here's here's sort of the this the situation or the scenario. For some of our customers, we are a destination. And what I mean by that is that they, these customers come to our websites, they call into our call center they consume our mobile applications. So for for those customers, we build all these capabilities that I just talked about. For other customers, we are not a destination, we are a gateway. And so let me give you an example. So um, we may have some very large customer, and as I mentioned, 2 thirds of Fortune 500 are our customers, so we do have many large customers. And they may be using a platform like Workday or any of the other HCM-type companies. These companies and their employees primarily enroll within, in this example, Workday. They do their benefits administration within Workday. They manage their leaves within Workday. Claims are managed within Workday. They don't necessarily want to Go to multiple different companies to consume of these kinds of services. But they still want to, you know, obviously interact with us. So for those types of customers, we are not a destination. We function more as a gateway. And what that really means is that we are building out platforms with um, very sophisticated, very comprehensive API type capabilities data exchange capabilities that conform to standards that apply within the insurance space. Uh, And and these APIs and these data exchange standards we use to exchange information bi-directional with HCM providers, with brokers, with um, benefit administration companies, uh, and, and really anyone who wants to conform to these various standards and capabilities and wants to work with us as our customers, or partners, and we exchange data uh, in a way that seamlessly integrates with the systems that they are using so that they don't have to go to multiple places to get the best experience from our our products.
0: Very interesting indeed. And and talk a bit about um, the broader innovation uh, mandate that you and your team have I mean, much of what you're talking about constitutes innovation. I think, uh, you know, even, even, even small eye innovation in terms of just modernizing the practices of the organization, building broader ecosystems, finding new ways to engage with customers. Um, but talk a little bit further about some, some other uh, areas that constitute digital innovation from your perspective.
1: Yeah. Um, I, again, I would say innovation is a, big word and loosely used, but some of the more uh, exciting things that we are working on, obviously, we're doing a lot of work on the cloud. Almost everything uh, new that we do is either cloud or SaaS-based. There's virtually no on-prem new development going on. We are stuck with some legacy that we are transitioning, but everything new, like I said, is on the cloud. Um, There's a tremendous amount of focus on analytics. we 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 have a lot of data scientists uh not enough perhaps but some very talented people and we are applying analytics in virtually every part of our business so um underwriting as you know underwriting traditionally it's been done by actuarials will always be done by actuarials perhaps but what we are introducing is a lot more sophistication around the data that they use and the models that we are building to do that. Um, we process you know, $8 billion worth of claims a year, right? We probably process 2 million claims a year. Um, introducing automation in that area, both around how we analyze the data and then how we decision on the claims is another area of analytics that we are using. A third area uh, that is uh, quite innovative, I would say, is how we interact with our customers. So um, we have 45 million customers, as I mentioned before, uh, and to the extent that they have a need to to work with us because they have a claim, you know they can interact with us through chatbots they can interact with us through conversation as a service uh along with all the old traditional means of picking up the phone and and uh, calling us um so those are those are some of the you know more innovative areas that i think we we are working in in addition to the more innovative things you know we are also a company almost by definition given you know as i again said before we are you know, 170 year old company, we do have a lot of technical debt, we do have a lot of legacy technology, any company of our profile does. Um, so there's a lot of work going on to replace all of that old legacy technology with package solutions that uh, are more efficient, provide for a better customer experience and, and, and allow us more flexibility in how we can, you know, enhance our products.
0: That's a great overview, thank you. You know, I mentioned uh, in my introduction of you, uh, Puneet, that one of the things that I've, I've found fascinating about your career journey is you've often had multiple roles. You've uh, Technology has been a through line to many of your executive experiences, but I mentioned, I mean, now you have these digital responsibilities that you helped define uh, and, and described in this interview. Um, I talked about how in the past you've headed logistics, customer service, operations. You've had uh, you know, other sort of P&L kinds of responsibilities. And this even uh, dates from uh, before your time at waste management to other organizations. What is it about uh, you in particular, but also maybe more generally about the, the CIO role that translates nicely into, into adjacent areas of influence as well, from your perspective?
1: Yeah, uh, you know, um, I would say that as most people will say, technology is an area that impacts and influences and is integral to every function in a company. Um, And um, I I, I don't consider myself a pure technologist. In fact, I don't have a computer science background, right? I have an engineering and operations research background. Um, uh, What I've found is that if you approach capabilities in a business, whether it's a product capability or a service capability or any other capability, if you approach the problem with the intent that you're trying to solve for that business capability um, and you have technological tools at your disposal, you can marry those two things in a much, much more effective way than if you were purely a business person or purely a technologist. So I think of myself as, I don't know, call it a business technologist. Um, and that allows me to bring those two things together um, in unique ways and I'm fortunate to be able to do that. Uh, it, it's an it's a interest of mine that I think I uh, recognized many years Work different companies. My role has always been sort of a combination of business slash operations and technology.
0: Uh, that's a that's a great way to frame it. Certainly, I mentioned also that you're a board level uh, technology executive. You uh, have joined the board, for example, of the of American Tire Distributors, a roughly six billion dollar revenue uh, organization. Uh, talk a bit about your pathway to board membership, and I'd especially be interested in recommendations you might have for others who would wish to walk in your footsteps.
1: Yeah, um, like you said, American Tire Distributors. It's a uh, uh, it's a uh, Global distributor of uh, automotive tires. It's the largest distributor in the U.S. Definitely, Um, it's a private company. It's about it's two thirds, roughly, I think, uh, owned by Goldman Sachs. Um, You know, I I don't really know what my pathway, to be honest with you, was to to becoming a board member there. Uh, I was approached by a recruiter. Um, when I was at waste management, um, I was also president of logistics. Um, I was the head of technology. I also managed, uh, fleet operations, landfill operations. And then I had a couple of P and L's. And when you look at American tire distributor distributors, um, uh, they have a big digital footprint. Uh, it's a logistics company because they. Distribute uh, tires, um, uh, so all of that, along with some of my PNL background, just seemed to be a really good fit uh, for what uh, American Tire Distributors was looking for. And um, um, you know, they approached me. We spoke. Uh, I, I thought I could provide some uh, value uh, by serving uh, on this on the board of this company, and that's what I've been doing for the last two years.
0: That's really great. Uh, I also wanted to ask you, uh, Puneet, what trends as you look to the future excite you? Uh, What are some things that are beginning to make their way onto your roadmap?
1: You know, um, I I think when you look at just sort of purely technology that would be used in a normal company, if you will, or a regular company, if you will, you know, I certainly touched on cloud. I touched on analytics. We're hearing more and more about quantum computing. Um, I think you know things like virtual reality and augmented reality are going to become more integral gesture-based technologies. I think they're going to become more integral to the services that we offer, you know, to our companies. So that's within sort of the business space within the broader ecosystem. Uh, I think some of the innovations happening in healthcare are you know very very interesting uh, whether it's you know artificial organs uh whether it is how infections or diseases can be determined through you know a drop of blood we've all heard that story uh or or, or through sutures I mean th- those things are really fascinating uh I think lab grown food products doesn't sound very appetizing but i think uh they will become more more and more popular whether it's meats or dairy dairy products uh certainly you know driverless cars they're already uh it would certainly become mainstream uh flying taxis those kinds of things i think will become you know in, increasingly uh popular uh metaverse uh, not not sure i fully understand it but uh, but the whole notion of metaverse, you know, lots of companies are putting a lot of money into it uh, that I think eventually in the next few years is going to become mainstream. So those are some of the things that, that I
0: think are out there. All, all good ones, certainly. I wanted to ask you in closing, Puneet, you're somebody I've, I've known for the better part of a decade, maybe even a little longer now, and somebody I've, I've really grown to admire given the tremendous success you've had in so many different quarters. You know, as you reflect on your journey, I wonder Are there any aspects of your success or, or lessons that you've learned that you would impart to, to others uh, again and people who may be say 10 or 20 years uh, behind you in their own career that you would mark as sort of some of the keys to your success Any anything that comes to mind
1: yeah um, I think one is uh, that we have already talked about Peter, which is it's always about the nexus of business and technology right you know I, I think there are some people who perhaps, only approach things from a technology perspective. You know, have a hammer looking for a nail. Uh, but 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 individuals who can marry those two things together, business and technology, uh, I, I think that that's a that's a that's a good skill to have. The second is kind of you know motivation, and to me, you know, I, I'm I'm only motivated solely, almost solely motivated by one thing which is value creation. And so, you know, I get up every morning and I think about, you know, what what's the next thing I can do to grow the company? What's the next thing I can do to make us more efficient? What's the next thing I can do to provide for a great customer experience? And that's my motivation. And if that's what you're motivated by, then everything else sort of has followed for me.
0: Well, that's a great reflection, Puneet. Thank you so much. And thank you more generally for a wonderful conversation. It's it's great to tap your knowledge. Uh, again, your remarkable success in so many different quarters, uh, the specifics of what you and your team are doing at Unum with a r- remarkable transformation that you're leading there. Uh, thank you so much for a great conversation.
1: Yeah, Peter, it's always a pleasure speaking with you. Thank you for having me on your uh, on your show. And I look forward to more conversations. Thank you.
0: I do as well. Thank you.